Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is... This is Sound This is the game where we find out if this is the bull I am Natsua New Brew. And alongside with me is co-producer Smarts. Smarts, what's going on with your player? All is well, man. How's everything with you? Man, I'm back like Brady. Let me ask you something. You think he came back to the game because his wife made more money than him? No, I, I think he was under a lot of pressure from his wife, maybe, to just stay home. You've made enough money. You've got everything. And then they might have got into it. And he was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going back to the game. You know who's under a lot of pressure from his wife? And she wants to make sure that he goes to work every day? That Brian Flores. Wow. Let's play the game. <laughs> Breakfast Club host and CEO of Black Effect Podcast Network, Charlemagne the God, has interviewed Kanye West several times, but in recent months, he's been very vocal about some of Kanye West's most extreme behavior amid his divorce. In January, Charlemagne called Kanye's line on the new song on Donda 2 entitled Easy about Pete Davidson, Corny, and this month expressed support for the Saturday Night Live star. Upon handing out his donkey of the day dishonor this past Monday, Kanye is actively letting his ego cause harm. This is all coming from a place of love. This is what the donkey of the day man said on Monday, March 14th. Now we have to be specific nowadays because people try to conflate situations in order to defend and justify bullshit. That's what happens a lot in the case of Kanye West. Nobody is better at conflating bullshit with real issues to make himself look like the victim than Kanye West. Charlemagne the God made sure to stress he has sympathy for Kanye's plight regarding his kids, but he didn't hold back on the various comments that Yeezy has made recently. Kanye doesn't want to have his kids on TikTok. I understand that totally. This is what Charlemagne says, Smarts. Kanye West, this is Charlemagne talking. You have more negative influence on people than TikTok ever will. Does Kanye West think depicting the murder of his ex-wife's boyfriend in a music video, decapitating him and burying him is a positive image? Is he okay with his kids or any of his kids seeing those images? You think that video of you murdering Pete Davidson wasn't all over TikTok? You have to be the change you want to see in the world, Kanye. You told people where D.L. Hughley lives on Instagram. Why? What if somebody did that to your family? He suggested that Kanye is playing a dangerous game, Smarts, and has continued to play the victim after slandering Pete Davidson online. At this point, Charlemagne the God referred to his alleged text in which the comedian defended Kim Kardashian and supposedly said he's done being quiet about the situation. He told you to go get some help, Charlemagne said. You just mad that Pete Davidson is with Kim Kardashian. Smarts, I ask you, is it the bullshit? that Kim has left her husband who has mental health issues who went as far as making a video decapitating his ex-wife's current boy toy for a man with mental health issues who went as far as decapitating himself because Ariana Grande didn't want to marry him. Wow. Yes. Just saying. That's crazy. Just saying. <laughs> Gotta think about these things, ladies and gentlemen. Gotta think about these games. According to the Los Angeles Times, the star of Empire, Baby Boy, the Oscar Award-nominated actress herself, Taraji P. Henson, is defending her TV son, Juicy Jesse Smollett, after the actor was recently convicted on charges of staging a hate crime and sentenced to 150 days in jail. On this past Sunday, Taraji P. Henson showed support for her former co-star on Instagram by posting a black square with the hashtag FreeJesse. The Emmy and Oscar nominee who played Cookie Lion opposite Smollier's Jamal Lion in Empire is among several Hollywood luminaries who have defended Smollier over the last week. I'm not here to debate you on his innocence, but we can agree that the punishment does not fit the crime, Taraji P. Henson wrote in the caption of her post. I don't know. You got to ask more people, baby. Anyway, to underscore her point, Taraji P. Henson compared Jesse Smollier's situation to that of Carolyn Bryant. What? The white woman who admitted in 2017 to lying about Emmett Till. What? Verbally and physically assaulting her before Brian's husband and his half-brother killed the 14-year-old black youth in 1955 Mississippi. No one, including Brian, who is still alive, ever served jail time for Emmett Till's killing. By contrast, Jesse Smollett, who was accused of lying to authorities about a racist, homophobic attack and maintains his innocence, has been sentenced to about five months in jail. Smarts, I ask you, 
Is it the bull that the only reason she is using her social media platform to help Jesse Smollier be free is that so she could drive to his house, tie him up, and beat the beige off him? Because after all, his Nigerian Subway Eat Fresh Mega Hat Shot Town Lion ass is the reason why the cookie crumbled in the first place. Wow. That, that is a fact. That's some BS. He, he's out on bail, by the way. $150,000 bond. And finally, Ralph Lauren, the polo man himself, the horseman. Ralph Lauren is releasing a first-of-its-kind collection conceived, designed, and inspired by black creatives and students at HBCUs. Wait, so you gave black people polo? Anyway, so polo will launch an exclusive Morehouse and Spelman College collection worn by HBCU students from the 1920s through 1950s. The full range includes outerwear, dresses, suits, footwear, and accessories priced between $20 and $2,500. They're even going to make a film that's going to be meant to help expand the meaning and influence behind this American luxury. Smart side ask you. I ask you, smart, smart side ask you. I ask you, smart, smart side ask you. It's kind of quick. Up? Go ahead, man. It's quick. Okay. It's fast. Make it fast. Then. Smart, are you ready? Ready. Are you ready, smart? Ready, ready, ready. Is it the bull that Ralph Lauren found a cheaper way to make more money off the HBCU experience than more House of Spellman ever could? You ain't got to answer that. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Everybody on a mountain, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash a bird 40 on it. Yeah, I'm acting nerdy if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that they take to make a black nation. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sweets, and I'm your chief flight attendant. On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew, welcome aboard the late night flight. And here is your captain, the now river of New Jersey, the pilot of Tuskegee training, the greatest henny badger who has ever lived, the creator of Black Pilot Radio and the late night flight. Here is the victorious one, Nassour Nuru. What up, my pilots? We are first in priority. Donate to the cash app dollar sign the late night flight to get this work from minorities. The late night flight, oh, you never heard of it? Turn up the turbulence. Catch us on these Apple Podcasts and these Spotify services. iHeartRadio, YouTube, and the Late Night QR Scan. Download Audible. Download Amazon Music just to hear us back and forth like a U-Haul fan. Hey, I started out not ahead of you. Now look at me. Young pilot with the better view. Making sure you get here all 84 episodes wherever. 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 Podcast are available. Now let's take off. What's up? It's Asia Sky from the DX Daily Podcast. And Kendrick Lamar and Dave Free are continuing to build out their PG Lane company with the signing of Los Angeles rapper Tana Leone. But one interesting thing about Tana's signing is that it actually took place while he still had a pretty small following on social media. At the time the signing was announced, Tana had under 10K followers on Instagram and Twitter and may have even just launched his pages. So it seems like Kendrick must truly believe in his talent and want to build him as an artist from the ground up. Jers, Tana Leone, have you heard of him? I have now. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> I have now. So before before I showed you that clip. No. No. What about you, Smarts? No. Okay. So Tana Leon, new guy from the PG Lane gang, okay? The new uh the new setup that Kendrick Lamar and Def Jam got going on right now. Now, here's the thing, because you know I in my ongoing efforts to crush uh Instagram. Instagram is a third-party middleman that don't get me wrong, Instagram is, in my opinion, I would I would pay $2.99 if they just said they're a dating social app. If they just said, this is a dating social app, come get your pictures and see what women want you, I would sign up to Instagram immediately. But the fact that they need so much advertisement to get their money, they'll let everybody get a piece of Instagram. Now it's like, okay, in order for me to look like I am someone, I have to garner 10, 20, 200,000 followers for your appease. Here is a young man from the L.A. area who has under 10,000 followers on Twitter and Instagram. Kendrick Lamar plucked this man out like it was Artist Development 1991 all over again and is willing to work with this man. Like, I look at you, Jers, right? Chubba the bricks, right? You just told me you was top 20 dead or alive in 2000s. Top 30, definitely. All right, fine. You know what I'm saying? But they're going to tell me that the numbers that you have on Instagram would not show that, which is, to me, untrue. 
I have an Instagram back then. So that you would have be one true. right now. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. It's like, damn, your talent doesn't reflect the numbers that you are uh, putting together some type of algorithm for yourself. I agree with that 1000%. So here's where I'm coming with this whole thing to y'all too. I want to know, do you agree that if artists are going to say, you know what? We want to take this matter into our own hand. We want to control music. We don't want Billboard to control us. We don't want the labels to control us. We want to basically, uh, how can I say this? We want to evolve. We want to be the reasons why music is going to evolve the next 15 years. Should it be their responsibility to pluck these new artists out and say, you know what? You're going to be the future instead of having them try to find some way to get a team together, put $100,000 on these streets and move the same way a lot of independent artists has moved in the last 10 years, such as Trinidad, James, or Little Baby, something like that. Talk to me about that. Little Baby is not an independent artist. I get your point on Trinidad, James. And I do feel as though it is a responsibility of people like Kendrick or Cole or Baby, Drake. Drake tried to do it, but for whatever reason, his artists get lost in the shuffle. But yes, I do feel as though they have a responsibility to pluck somebody that they think is dope and try to turn them into something. I don't, I don't like today's music industry. I'm old school. I come from a whole different situation when it comes to music. You build the buzz in the streets. You know what I mean? You could start off independent and you go get a label deal so you could partner with another label. Nowadays, it's all about what your numbers is on Instagram, YouTube, etc. I don't know that. You understand what I'm saying? I know it, but I'm not, that's not my thing. So, yes, I agree. They should definitely pluck some people. It's half and half with me. So the idea that you don't have to live in a major city to be discovered and you can really push yourself and your talent on a social media platform for the world to see you to get you into a situation that you can leverage and you can control on your own 100% independently is a great thing. Um, is it the responsibility for artists that are already out there to pluck talent and put them in front of people and put them in front of crowds? Absolutely. Homeboys, um, what is his name again? I apologize. Tana Leon. See, Tana Leon. Tana Leon's social media platform is going to blow up, not because his affiliation to Kendrick Lamar is going to be the people that's on the stage in the concerts that he's going to be in front of. So I think it's a two-way thing for me. I don't feel any type of way about one or the other. Understand that he's about to blow up because of who he's affiliated with, not because of his music. He may blow up. That's not true. He may blow up. I don't up. agree you with don't that. don't know. He may. No, I mean, I'm just saying. Th- th- it- those dates that he's on that mm-hmm. tour mm-hmm. is going to determine how good he's going to do on the market. Oh no, absolutely. So but, but, I don't know if he's going to necessarily blow up. We've seen a well, lot. We, we've seen a lot of artists come up under this artist development and make it nowhere. Hold on. When I say blow up, I'm just talking about virally. Let me finish my statement. But I'm, but I understand everything that you said. When I'm saying blow up is, I'm talking about virally. I'm talking about this ten thousand followers. Maybe just like Jer said, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand followers now. Who knows? Because he's about to be in your face on tour. I'm just saying. You ever seen this episode on Empire when Cookie was talking to um, I don't know some football player, and he was trying to she was trying to get the football player to play her son, the, the one with the flat top, not Jesse, but the one with the flat Hakeem. top. Hakeem, yeah, Hakeem. She wanted the football player to shout out Hakeem and say, "Yo, check out his new album," and that happened, and that blew him up. That's the point that I'm making. The same thing like Fat Boy, and I'm a uh, I'm a say this, and I'm an end mine. Fat Boy, SSE, SSE. Right? Very consistent with his content creating when he started doing the bodega. I'm about to just steal donuts out your bodega's move, right? That was fire, right? But what blew him up when Julio Jones and Snoop Dogg, who has an Instagram following like none other, reposted them? Like, yo, check this out. It turned the 10,000 followers that he had into like 100,000 followers. And now he's like some third grade, not third grade, but a C level Netflix star, which is better than a podcaster. So I'm just saying. Then I was watching it and seeing that really music wasn't like the key factor. So I was trying to figure out how to, you know, insert music. And then I luckily, you know, got my hands on Death Row Records and, and, and all of the, the legacy that I hold. And I said, you know what, when I get it, I don't want it to be traditional because it was known for traditional. I want to put it in the NFT space and make Death Row the first, you know, record label that's a major to be in the NFT space that drops music, that signs, avatars, that, you know, do things with different communities. 
All right, in my ongoing efforts to shut down third-party middlemans, now I'm going to talk shit about Spotify real fast, okay? It's not Spotify's fault. Spotify is fine. But here's the thing. If you're only giving artists 12 cent on a stream, 12 cent on a stream, why not someone like Snoop Dogg, the icon, the number one rapper on the West Coast today, right? Why can't he buy Death Row, right? He buys Death Row Records, and now he's going to make it an NFT, exclusive NFT label and have his artists that he's going to sign and put on this new death row that he's about to put together and make their music exclusively on NFT. I think it's genius. Yo, Prince said F the labels, even when he was dealing with the labels, changed his whole gimmick. No more Prince. It was that that logo that he had. Because in his mind, he's like, yo, I'm in the studio. I create the music. Why are the labels acting like they created this and they bought the studio time? This is all mine. I want more money out of this. And I feel as though this is this is beautiful. I'm, Who I'm, said that? Prince. Prince. Well, oh, this is this is real. You know that's what I mean? For sure. And and I know that. And this is the thing that we was talking about last week. Uh, Smarts with Kanye. It's like Kanye did a very brilliant thing, but because of the antics of what's going on with Kanye, no one's looking at it like that. Everyone's trying to find some way. Not trying. They are successfully finding a way to dismantle whatever he has going on. But just but just showing the direct to marketing plan to me is just brilliant and Snoop Dogg is doing that right now. So fellas, do y'all agree with that? Agree with just moving Spotify to the side, title to the side and finding ways to just directly go to you. Because think about this, Jers. Think about this. I don't know how many followers you have on Instagram. Please don't say it out loud because I know it's low. But hear me out. Disrespectful. (laughs) I got more than you. (laughs) I'm just saying. But go ahead. (laughs) Listen, all I know, I got one number that means a lot to me. It's 24,600 downloads, okay? That's all I need to know, all right? But hear me out. But hear me out. Really But the followers that you have, imagine if, let's just say you took a thousand of them and you can put your next EP out and you sell it for $10. Why can't a thousand people that with you no matter what can pay $10? That's $10,000 in your pocket. Without going on Spotify, without going on Title, Twitter, anything. Just straight to your website, chubbofthebricks.com. That's what I'm doing, right? I'm, everybody, go to the latenightflight.com. Forget TikTok, forget Instagram, even though we're going to do all that. I'm just making a point. Go to the latenightflight.com. You can do this right now. Go to the latenightflight.com to get all your episodes so I can garner the downloads. But do you guys feel what I just said about what Snoop Dogg is doing? Do you like direct to marketing? Do you like DTM? Are you down with that? What's going on? Talk to me. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, direct to market is always a good thing. I'm just curious to see with the NFT adoption in the world right now, it's it's really low. So he's doing it very early in, in the term, the sense of what NFTs is into the market and bringing music to the market in the sense of death row should bring a lot of attention to NFTs to the world. So I'm just curious how the consumer is going to adopt the the ability to have access to the crypto um, market and the NFTs because a lot of people don't practice that. So it's a great thing for those that are already in it. He's definitely going to make a lot of money. But I'm just talking about in terms of how is the world going to consume it in general? How, what is the consumer base going to, how are they going to respond to that? That's funny that you're putting that question out there in the air because I was going to actually uh, wanted you to answer that question. You're the NFT guy. We, yeah. So, we need you to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can't, I don't really have the answer because it's so early. It's so new. There's a lot of people out here giving out rights to their music with the NFT. So when there's a royalty payment, if you own the NFT, there's a monies that actually come into your wallet via crypto. So there's, they call them, they have social tokens and things like that where, you have certain rights or access to the artist. So I'm just wondering how he's going to market the death row catalog in the NFT space and how the consumer is going to adopt it. Is he going to use US dollars for the NFT or is he going to use crypto? Which blockchain is he going to use? All those kind of things is like, wow, it's it's a it's a crazy thing. And I'm just want to sit back and, and watch. I'm curious. I got some crypto. My wallet is on fire. So I'm definitely going to try to get me some uh, death row NFTs. I wonder whose music he's going to use for the nostalgic pop because he can't use Tupac's. He can't use Dr. Dre's unless Dr. Dre says, sure, you could use it. No, he owns, well, he doesn't own Tupac's catalog, so he can't put the Death Row Tupac stuff in the NFTs. From, from what I'm, I'm understanding, I think that's the only thing that he can't put on a the chronic cannot be on it, but a chronic can digitally be ran by Dr. Dre, but they, they homies, so we got to see how that goes. Right, okay. 
please direct your attention to the screen in front of you for a little in-flight entertainment. We know you'll enjoy. Step aside, step aside, you know who you're talking to. This is the TLNF Report, and you are live with Congo Connor, and I am here with Baby K with the AK. Rah, rah, rah. So we are in front of Fox 5 Studios, and we have just found out that Nick Cannon is about to be canceled. The Nick Cannon daytime show is being canceled, and it's going to be replaced by Academy Award winner uh, Jennifer Hudson. Uh, Baby K, you never liked this man. I, I, you know, I never like the things that you say about Nick Cannon. I mean, Nick Cannon, he was he was the man in Nickelodeon. He made the Nick Cannon show, all right, and then he was on all that, and then and then he did other things. He he wrote for people, and he was on Underclassmen. You, you don't like Drumline? Come on, it was with the drums and with the HBCUs. Come on, don't act like that. And, and then he made Wildin' Out, and, and then he he's one of the best hosts out here. That's not named Steve Harvey. It's, it's almost as if you only want middle-aged black men to be the host. Is that true? Is it you? You only like middle-aged black men? Is that what it is? You, you don't no, like six. You don't like six-foot corny men. What's what's the problem? Tell me. Why, why do you, why do you do? Why do you say bad things about Nick Cannon? First of all, okay, Nick Cannon tried too much, right? He tried, he tried that whole, you know, wearing that tight suit. You know, that was like two two sizes too small to get the eggplant scene or whatever. I'm not going front, you know what I mean? It was, it was a sight, but it was corny and, and it was cringeworthy or whatever. The suit was, wasn't right. He looked like Pinocchio. I, I, I didn't like none of it, okay? Secondly, I felt like it was very cringeworthy that he tried to use, you know, the passing of his son on there, you know, try to squeeze out a tear. He didn't even look like it was, right? He was really affected by it. Oh, hold on, let's throw it in. Slow it down. I want to tell y'all something serious that you didn't even announce on no other platform. I didn't even know it was true. I had to go look on his baby mama's page and make sure that it was something sincere. But I felt like that was very much cringeworthy and it, it was inappropriate for the show. Okay. And, and mind you, he didn't even, I'm, I'm telling you, he didn't even look sad. Go back and look at the interview. Go, go back and look at his, his baby K. Baby, hold, hold up. Baby K. Let me just ask you one quick question. What, what was your favorite? What's your favorite Nick Cannon movie? Come on now. Tell me your favorite I'll, Nick I'll Cannon movie. One. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't even uh, remember. What's, what's your favorite Nick? Bad. What's your favorite Nick Cannon sex position? You, you telling me he wasn't in your DM trying to get you pregnant too? Listen, I would have had to do a hard curve on that because it's not it's not for me. Okay, the eggplant looked decent, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and pass on it. He's just too corny, and he not my type. I mean, he got money and all that, but like I said, he ain't my type. I don't like Nick Cannon like that. Baby K, we got 30 seconds left. Just look right there in that camera. Look right there in that camera. You got 30 seconds left. Just say what you need to say to Nick Cannon. Go ahead, say it. Okay, Nick Cannon, just cut it out. Don't don't come back. Don't don't try to be a host of nothing. Don't even try to be a co-host. Don't even come up there and make a guest appearance anymore. It's done for you. It's a wrap. Stick to what you know. Go ahead and keep doing wild and out hosting other other people's shows because it's not for you. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really not for you. But you know, good luck in your future endeavors or whatever. Strong words from my podcaster. Let's not forget that he started from Mariah. Now he's here. This is Congo Connor, and this is the TLNF report. Back to you, pilot. Well, no, okay, well, no, what I'm saying is I'm creating my own management company to manage me, and then along the way, I'm sure that we will be able to manage others. So after Joe Budden got done smacking up Slaughterhouse, wow, he had a conversation with Nicki Minaj. Now, I don't know what to tell you about the conversation with Nicki Minaj. That's why we got Baby K with the AK here, all right? Baby K is going to let you know what she thought about the Nicki Minaj interview. So, hear me out. Smarts, here's my assessment of Nicki Minaj. Not only do I think she's the greatest FMC right now, so, so far, she's the best FMC ever, so far. She's also the Ronda Rousey of FMC. Here's what I mean by that. Do you watch the UFC, Smarts? Yes, sir. Now, think about this with Ronda Rousey, because she's a Hall of Famer. But in her time, in her time, she was the only one, though. Like, they just fed her. This was like Mike Tyson in the 80s. They just kept feeding her female opponents. Facts. That wasn't on her level. And even Dana was saying, hey, yo, I can't wait till I get somebody that like a Holly Holm on, on. Ooh, I can't wait. And what happened? Bust that ass. Yeah. And she was never the same. All right. Wound up working for Vince McMahon. Now, here's my thing about all this. Nicki Minaj, when she got to be the number one rap artist, number one femcy artist, rather. Well, in the, in the tech, technically, she was the number one rap artist. There was no other female that can combat her. Now, don't get me wrong. She was nice. I mean, she's nice. I'm not saying that she's whack at all. I'm just saying there was no one else to contend with her. Now, in 2022, we have Cardi B and we have Megan Thee Stallion, two superstars that have gotten their opportunity. And what has happened when they got their opportunity? Oh, they become just as big as Nicki. So when Nicki Minaj say, hey, I'm putting the album out, everybody sit down. Cardi B like, eh, you know what? I'm going to drop tomorrow. What's up? And it's, it ain't about nothing. And... I don't know if Nicki Minaj realizes that 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 whole 
I'm the little Kim Foxy Brown all in one and there's no one above me. I don't know if she realizes that. I think that's over. Like, it's back to competition time for you, Nicki Minaj. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion is on your heels. Cash Doll yeah, is on your heels. You know what I'm saying? It's a few young ladies it's that's coming up. It's a few young lady. Raspity is on your heels. Yeah, they coming in. It's bro. a lot that's coming yeah. in. But what you think about that? You agree or disagree with um, that? Um, I actually agree with that. I mean, as we watched it live, you know, in present time when we were going through it, we all wanted to see her not really necessarily downplay and, and compete with the other ladies. We wanted her to see her collaborate, put some some women on and work with them, and she didn't. And, you know, now this is, here we are, you here know? Okay, you watched the interview. I asked you to watch the interview. You have done your assignment. I appreciate it. I love your hair. Your smile is beautiful today. All right? We are no longer behind the coconut tree. All right? I'm just playing. <laughs> Talk to me. What did you think about this Nicki Minaj and Joe Button conversation? So I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I enjoy seeing the softer side of Nicki Minaj. She talked about, you know, having a child. And that's another reason why she took a step back from rapping for a while because she just wanted to enjoy motherhood. Um, I also enjoyed her saying, honestly, that she had writer's block. I mean, she just kept it 100. Like, I had writer's block for a minute. You know, I, I don't know if it was being a mother or maturing into being a mother, but it gave, you know, she got writer's block. When did, when did she say she had writer's block? Like, what year was that? Did, do you remember that? Um, I'm not, I don't think she really said with year, but she talked about it when she was talking about after she had her baby, okay. she wanted to get back into writing and then she, she just couldn't because she had writer's block. She's not sure why. Um, and I appreciate her talking to her family about like, you know, missing her brother's graduation and how she got mad at her mom and, you know, family kind of feel like, you know, we're not going to bother you out here being a superstar. And she was saddened about that. So I like the softer side of her. And I also really, really like that she gave little Kim her props. Like she literally gave little Kim her props. And I was like really surprised because like Smart says, she she wasn't really bringing a lot of females on and she was just doing her own thing. You know what I mean? And I and I like how she embraced the pink hair she had and how she explained how, you know, they wouldn't put her on a cover because of her pink hair. But then you have, you know, Katy Perry on the cover with pink hair. You know, I, I appreciated her saying that and just being, you know, not thinking like, you know, well, I'm going to get, you know, blacklisted. She just said, you know, she really came out and said a bunch of stuff that I didn't expect her to say. You know what I mean? And, and it, you know, she talked about doing a movie and I, Again, I'm not really, I don't like her acting style, so I wasn't really a fan of that <laughs> comment. Uh, she also talked about her clothing line. And I, the one thing I, I might disagree with her, and I'm not trying to have a barb chase me down later, but she said her clothing line did really well, but Kmart discontinued it because of low sell. So, I, I mean, I, I understand you bigging yourself up, you know, and you being a black woman and probably being one of the, you know, you know, black women who brought her her, her uh, merchandise to Kmart and, you know, people went and brought it. But like for six ninety nine, I would buy it too. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so, yo, oh, hey, yo. <laughs> listen, Come I don't on. want the bar no. Let's stop. No, no, listen. You did a great job. Savage. I just want to talk for a second. Savagery. Hold on. The savagery. <laughs> Kmart discontinued a Barbie. Yes. Oh, yep. y'all should never told me something like that, yo. <sighs> that is wild. But but real quick, but real quick, what would be the better verses? Nikki versus Cardi. Or Nikki versus Little Kim. Go. One answer. Uh, One answer. I have to answer that. Yes. Oh I would say um, Cardi would be. It would be more entertaining. I would say that. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net-carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What the f***? This, that pilot right here. Slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. We have some friends in that group. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Before we get into all things Slaughterhouse, whether we agree with Joel Ortiz or Crooked Eye, or do we agree with Joe Button of Royce the 5-9? Jers, you did a lot of talking offline. I let Keisha get the mantle. You know, Keisha don't get a lot of segments. Keisha don't get a lot of segments. And here you are. You like, oh, nah. I watched this whole thing. I know the body suits. I know everything. So just go ahead. Just I'm give just, me. I, I was in, just shocked. In a minute and 30 seconds. Just give me like your, your, your high points, your low points, all of it of the Nicki Minaj conversation with Joe Button. Go ahead. Hurry up. Great interview. Yes, sir. Um, The only part that I felt like Keisha should have brought up or probably didn't have to bring up because we didn't have enough time was when she went to Kanye and wanted to be a part of the Yeezy brand 
And Yeezy was like, nah, if I'm going to give that to any female, I'm going to give it to my wife. So we talked about that a little bit. And your boy Ali said something that made me start thinking. He was like, yo, she better than Kanye. She is. And when it comes to that ranting, she's the female version of Kanye West. She's better than Kanye how, though? Musically? Her pen. Her pen. Okay, so she's, pen. A, she's a better lyricist than right. Kanye. Kanye makes the better music. Used to make the better music. Kanye makes the better music. Used to. Kanye makes the better music. I don't like music. everything that he's doing no, that's now. Fine. It's not I'm, my cup of tea. I mean, I'm making my opinion yeah, and I'm, I'm saying that Kanye makes fan. the better music. I, I feel you. You, know you, part of the, you part of that. And, and you know what? If, if Nicki Minaj would, you know, would marry like an Instagram that can make a lot of money like the same way Kanye did, then she wouldn't be asking Kanye for that. Wow. Anyway. She married a though. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Shame, bro. Let's go to the next thing. Slaughterhouse, fellas. I'm going to read this tweet that Royce the 5'9 then put out. You have 25% ownership equity in a building. Let's say an apartment building. You built this building with three partners, brick by brick. It's worth millions. That's a lot. If your first album only sold 200,000 and the second one only sold 100,000. But anyway, we'll get into that. Fine. Fine. Suddenly, the value drops because it needs renovations, etc. I thought y'all just dropped it in 2018. Fine. Whatever. More lies. You and your partners have been talking about when, how this is going to work and how it's going to get done. Y'all just need to agree on a plan of attack. This is what uh, Royce the 5'9 said in a tweet talking about Slaughterhouse. Basically saying, yo, Joel Ortiz, Crooked Eye, y'all are just one-fourth members. You can't just use the name Slaughterhouse because you all of a sudden want to put out an album. Which is funny to me because couldn't they easily just come out as Crooked Eye and Joel Ortiz? Facts. Did they need to put out the rise and fall of Slaughterhouse to make whatever statement that they want to make in the rap game? And then on top of it, Royce the 5'9", this is like the Eminem's version of Memphis Bleak. He's always good. He don't need this money. And Joel, said Joel Ortiz, Joe Button is making more money in a podcast game than what he ever would in music. He don't care about this. Y'all just made, I don't know if this whole IG live situation that they put together was just some type of way where they could do like a, a fill out. Like, let's see how many people really do care about us. And then when they found out it was just as many people that it was, uh, you know, bought the first album, they was like, damn, it ain't good enough. Let's just, <laughs> let's just back up. <laughs> the IG live said 200,000. They said, this ain't enough. Let's back up. <laughs> I'm out, fellas. <laughs> so let me know. Y'all agree or disagree? Who y'all down with? Y'all down with Joel Ortiz and Crooked Eye? Or y'all down with uh, Joe Button and Royce the 5'9"? Somebody start talk to me. Royce and Joe, man. Absolutely. Like, there's no way. Like, you're not going to have the locks. You understand what I'm saying? And then you, you they put out an album and it's just chic. Yo, <laughs> but it's the lock. That's crazy. Hold on. Real, real quick. You I want to say something saying? about that. I'm glad you talked about that. Because think about this. The locks had been in um, they've been in contract problems for the longest. Mm -hmm. And they stood tight after that second album. Mm -hmm. I think they only have three albums out as like a legit billboard album, you know, mainstream album. I think they only released three albums. That is correct. They, you know lived, what I'm they lived off of mixtapes. They lived off of the streets. Slaughterhouse lyrically, and if you're going to talk about the whole mixtape world, y'all supposed to be lyrical and dope enough. Y'all can at least exist on that lane. If nobody is getting down with your uh, the, the music that you're putting out in the last 10 years. That's just my personal opinion. But back to everything that you were saying. I'm I was just saying, saying they bugging, bro. They should they should have got the blessing of Royce and Joe before they put out anybody at work with the name Slaughterhouse on it. It's that simple. You got partners. You can't just do whatever you want without your partners agreeing to it. It just doesn't work that way. The album title is The Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse. It's not Slaughterhouse putting out Slaughterhouse with without the two artists. I need to see the album cover. So it, it doesn't, doesn't I don't, say... I don't, I don't, what I'm saying is, is it the group Slaughterhouse putting out the rise and fall of Slaughterhouse? I believe, I believe that's what they was doing. Slaughterhouse. The rise and fall of Slaughterhouse. That's the, that's the artist, that's the group, and that's the name of the album. Group, name yes. of album. Yeah, that. <laughs> no, no, bro. take it, take it. Why absolutely, would you say that? absolutely, you take it because I mean, let me tell you why you take it. It's because y'all two sitting on the sideline and we gotta eat. If it's that serious, let me buy my piece out or let me put it out and pay you. If they ask for the blessing beforehand, I don't care about no blessing. You need them that. Dudes, them dudes been going back and forth for a long time to put together a project. They anybody with some common sense with any level of common sense, can, can see 
that Joe is busy. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know about Royce, but Joe is busy. He's the he's the biggest one didn't, out of all didn't, four. Didn't he say he's retiring from the rap game? He's been retired. I'ma say this. There you go. I'ma say this. Still. I'm, he a, still I'm, from owns. Bra- I'm from Brownsville, dog. Take it. He still owns a percentage, my so guy. So pay him. Let me let me conclude. So let me conclude by okay. saying this. Let I'm me, with that. I'm let, with that. Let me just conclude by saying this, fellas, real fast. First of all, if Joel Ortiz think that Slaughterhouse is a bigger name than Joel Ortiz, then he shouldn't be rapping no more. To my pilots on the plane, Jer Smarts, check me out. Yo, BeatsRhymesList.com has put together their top 30 rappers of the 2000s. So you had to have work in the 2000s. So, Jers, did you have work in the 2000s? Absolutely. And if I'm not on this list, it's a fraud. Jers? It's I, a fraud, bro. And if y'all, if y'all don't know, if, out there, if y'all don't know who I am, Google me. I belong on that list, man. Chubba the Bricks just came out four months ago. Yeah, but Jay Jers was out in 2002. Okay. So, I'll just run down the list. Mm-hmm. Y'all play defense. But before we go through the list, I want to just note some honorable mentions, okay? These are people that didn't make the list, y'all. Check this out. Y'all ready for the first name? Yes, sir. Rick Ross, Port of Miami 2006, Triller 2008, Deeper Than Rap 2009, Custom Cars and Cycles with Triple C's. I don't know about that. But anyway, he's on an honorable mention list, all right? Ja Rule is on an honorable mention list. And in my opinion, I know this is not a category, but if you said three consecutive albums, any artist, if you said three consecutive albums, I don't care if it was their first one, second one, third one, or their third one, fourth one, fifth one, but if I just go boom, 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 I think Ja Rule has like a he top five. He, yo, the, the Vidi Vidi Vici, 336, Pain is Love. I'm just saying, bam, bam, two. bam, 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 was like that. But The Last Temptation was 2002, Blood in My Eye 2003, then R.U.L.E. 2004. But of course, Ja Rule 336, 2000, Pain is Love 2001. He's an honorable mention. All right? Uh, yeah, so, Okay. I'm just, I'm just soaking it all in. I'm just waiting for you to get to the actual list. The game is an honorable mention. Okay, I can see that. Beanie Siegel, honorable mention. That's some BS. Joel Santana, honorable mention. I can see that. Lloyd Banks, honorable mention. I could definitely see that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Killer Mike, honorable mention. Uh, okay. 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 All right, so here goes the list. Number 30, Nelly. Wow. That's a, why I see the low. Number 29, Talib Kweli. Okay. And, and Ja not on? Yeah, that's they, that's crazy. They wild. <laughs> Number twenty eight, Gucci Man. I can see that. Okay. Number twenty seven, Fabulous. Okay. Wow, this list might be going backwards, but go ahead. Number twenty six, Styles P. I can see that too. Okay. Number twenty five, Busta Rhymes. Mm. Wow, and that should be lower. Like, well, you know, higher, like, 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 yeah. like his yeah. number should be in the top 10 somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. So, so Anarchy was 2000, Genesis 2001, It Ain't Safe No More 2002, The Big Bang 2006, Back on My BS 2009. I what mean, happened to Extension Level Event? That's not up there? That was 98, not, 99. Not, yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. That's one of my favorite albums. That was like, a great yeah. album. That was a great <laughs> album. Number 24, Bun B. Okay. Uh. Right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I don't I mean, agree with that one. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. That All might, right. That might have been an honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, I Here we go. Here we go. Number 23, Sean Price. It's Sean Price. Oh, wow. No, Sean Price is nice. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I don't know Sean Price, and that's a shame. Like, he's like a, he's, he's a New York underground yeah, style. Yeah. Okay. Lyricist. From Duck Down. All right. He like that. I'm going to check him out now. Sean Price is from now. Brownsville. He's from the home team. Anytime somebody from the home team go on the list, I'm all for it. He I'm should a- actually be number one if you ask me. Oh, all right. I hear you. Hey, yo, he should be number one. If Bun B on his list, I deserve to be on this list. Wow. Bro, I'm just saying, man. I, okay. I like Sean Price. Rest <laughs> in peace to the God, but yeah. he, he should definitely be 36. Anyway. Check him out. Number 22, Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. She should probably be higher. Yes. Number 21, Jadakiss. Mm-hmm. She should probably be higher. Number 20, Scarface. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number 19, Common. Higher than okay. Scarface? Maybe not. I'm just listening to the names, but I, I can see why they're in the top 30. Number 18, one of my favorites, Pusha T. That might be a little bit too high there, my guy. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Number why 17. Is it not the clips? Number 17 is your boy right here. Jerge, remember Lost Prevention? No. LP? No. Hey, yo, bro. Don't make me play that clip back. You gonna have to because I, like, I don't know who that is, bro. Smarts, remember when he was talking about Run the Jewels? That's homeboy from Run the Jewels. I, yeah, I don't even I don't know that record. LP Sorry. and uh, Killer Mike 
And he was like, yo, LP, I must be lost prevention because I don't know who he was. And I was like, that was good right there. You needed that. That yeah, was good. I don't, yeah, I don't know who that is. All right. <laughs> Sorry. That's no, crazy. Number 16, Black Thought. <sighs> number 15, Ludacris. Mm-hmm. Number 14, Big Boy. He only got one album yeah, during that be, time. Why be. is he not even? Why, why is it not the whole group? Why is it not Outkast? That makes no sense, but get it. Number 13, Cameron. Definitely. Number 12, Lupe Fiasco. Wait, one album. Bro. Lupe is higher than Lupe is higher than Fab and Gucci. Lupe only had and Jada. And Scarface. That's crazy. Lupe, I'm just saying. Lupe only had two albums in the 2000s. Lupe's Food and Liquor. 2006, Classic. Lupe Fiasco's The Cool, 2007. Like and who was one. just before Lupe? Who was before Lupe? Uh, that was Cameron, number 13. He, There's and, no way. And, yo. There's no way. <laughs> Let's keep going. Here we go. You ready? Number 11, MF Doom. Okay. Boom. MF Doom was, was, was doing his thing in the underground. Boom. But I, I can see that. Number 10. He, he don't deserve to be number 11. I'm sorry. He does not. Number Honorable 10. Honorable mention. Number 10. Ghostface Killer. Okay. Wait. He, wait, 2000s? High. That's too high. Yeah. Number 10. I mean, he had that remix with Beyonce. But... What, what are they judging them by? Shows? Ticket sales or something? Yeah. What, like, what are they? They're telling you their guest verses of the 2000s and the albums and mixtapes. All right. So they basically going by work and maybe how good the work is. Okay. But let's continue. All right. Exactly. Okay. Number nine, Young Jeezy. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Number eight, Nas. 2000s? Stillmatic, 2001. That's Lost it. You don't, you don't tapes, 2002. Godson, 2002. Those three Disciple, right 2004. Hip Hop is Dead, 2006. The okay. Untitled, The N-Word, 2008. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number seven, 50 Cent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number six, T.I. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number five, Andre 3000. For sure. Number I'm, four, number four, Kanye West. Definitely. He should have been like number two or number one. Number three, Eminem. Okay. Number two, Jay-Z. Lil Wayne. No. Two Lil Wayne? Yeah, for sure. Number two, Lil Wayne. Number one? What y'all think number one is? Jay-Z. If, if, it can't, if, it's, Jay, if it's not Jay-Z, I don't it know. It gotta be Jay. Who else? It's definitely Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah man. Come on, son. It gotta, gotta be Jay. All right, Keish, I'm gonna start with you. What makes a person immediately unattractive? Bad breath. Hands down. <laughs> Jers, go ahead. Uh, attitude. Personality. Well, what kind of personality? Just what? A stank one. Okay, a there nasty we go. nasty one. Just that makes for sense. no reason. That's what I'm talking about. I just wanted you to you know, expound on yeah. that. All right, here we go. Can a relationship survive when a woman earns more money than a man? No. Experienced it myself. No. Absolutely. Is it okay to accept gifts from someone who is interested in you if you are in a relationship? No, I, I would say no. Don't do it. But I bought you that pod mic. <laughs> no, you didn't. I'm just playing. Wow. Okay. Um, hell no is my answer. All right. All right. Is it okay to dance with someone else at the club if you're in a relationship? Yeah, yeah. As long as it's facing each other and no bumping and no twerking. Okay, I was about to say, because we talked about this before, Keisha, and and you know how I feel about this, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) The answer is no, because I know how me, as a black American, I know how we dance, you know what I'm saying? And my (laughs) got to be in between them cheeks, you know what I'm saying? So if it don't work like that, we ain't dancing. So I don't know if my shorty could be doing all that, (laughs) because, like, what you talking about? This is what we we, we ain't doing that. What you thinking, Jared? Talk to me. I mean, moms don't care, so, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Mine's no kid. Okay. So, Jers, I want to start with you on this one. Have you ever wanted to buy a sex toy but hesitated? No. <laughs> what the f? Hell no, I just buy it. I, I, I want the toy, I'm going to get it. What's the toy that you want, Keisha? Yeah, how many toys you got? Um, answer answer my question. Do not answer his. <laughs> what is your go to move in the bedroom? Do not answer that, Keisha. We start with Jers. Go. I don't have one. Smarts, unmute your mic. <laughs> Listen, answer the bro. question. I don't have one, bro. Answer like, the question, Smarts. That's confidential. Smarts, is, is that the move? The confidential? Hey, bro, that must be a consultant move. That's classified. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keisha, you go. Your turn. Go, go. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that's classified. I can't put it out there like that. It won't be go to no more. They'll know. They'll be anticipating and waiting on it. What if I want to switch up? Mm. You, 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 yeah. you know how it's like, Doctor J. You know the sky hook. You know it's coming, but you can't stop it. It's classified. Hey, no comment, man. <laughs> yeah. The oil man himself, 
Johnny Walker Blue, Jerry Jones, the man, <laughs> the man who has paid $150 million for the Dallas Cowboys, right? He paid $150 million for him. Now they're worth $6.5 billion. This guy. Jerz, I got a quick question for you real fast. Would you rather be the child of Jerry Jones or would you rather be the secret child of Jerry Jones? That's a very interesting question. Check me out. So he has a secret daughter, supposedly, allegedly, but it's probably true. 25-year-old assistant to a Texas congressman right now, and she's also a former director of digital response in the Trump White House. Her name is Alexandria Davis. Now, she's supposed to get lump sum payments at the age of 26 and 28 from the trust fund of Jerry Jones. Let's just get right down to the nitty gritty. This is why she is willing to say out loud and go public that Jerry Jones is her father. So for some reason, there's another daughter that Jerry Jones is claiming. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, the woman's getting a divorce. Now, here's here's where it get even funnier. For some reason, Alexandria Davis' mother... Mm -hmm is getting subpoenaed. She has nothing to do with this, but she's getting subpoenaed over the other daughter's divorce. So if she says... Divorce from... She, divorce from some other man. This okay, is just okay, a, okay. a random man, but this is another daughter. But this daughter that's getting this whole going to court with the divorce is a daughter that Jerry Jones acknowledges. The daughter that Jerry Jones do not acknowledge, her mother has to go on the stand. Now, if she goes on the stand, she may have to say, hey, yo... R.I.P. Scott Hall. Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yo. You don't say, well, hey, yo. You hey, know what I mean? Yo. But she's going to have to say, yeah, um, well, me and Jerry, we did some things in the in, in the backseat of Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Wow. You know, the old one, the old one, not this mm -hmm. new one, you know. Mm -hmm. And then that that messes up the trust fund money. Definitely be a secret child and give me them, give me them secret lump sum payments, my guy. Yo, I dislike you. <laughs> because we think alike. Yo, I'm this is saying, crazy. Like... I'd rather be the secret child too. First of all, First of all, you're already Jerry Jones' secret daughter and you worked in the White House already. Which, by the way, when you work in the White House, you're under oath. So they know that you're Jerry Jones' daughter. They just can't tell the nation. But they know. They know. They know. But they know. But anyway, real though, hear me out. I'd rather be the secret child straight up for this reason and this reason only. Let's say this woman wasn't able to go to Cowboy games and get all close because, you know, she can't hang out with the quarterbacks and the running backs or whatever. She could be like this, a uh, secret dad. Uh, you know what? I just woke up and I had an epiphany today. I was watching Ballers with the Rock, and I think I could do that. <laughs> Why don't you buy me CAA, mother? That's all you gotta do, okay? What are you gonna do? Nah, I'm gonna say no. Well, I'm about to tell the world. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Look at your own sports agency. America, we're about to get up out of here. We're about to play Cards Against Humanity. I even got my intern from the back room real fast. My man, Al, Al, what's up? What's happening, Captain? So check me out. This is what we're about to do. Let me do my live read first, uh, Smarts, and then we'll get up on our way. In these almost post-pandemic days, it's better to bring the kickback to you than you to the kickback. With WeDeliverToYou.com, you can get your exotic smoke, vape cartridges, edibles, and munchies through the online store and deliver to you in 30 minutes. That's right, folks. Go to WeDeliver, W-E-E-D-E-L-I-V-E-R, the number 2U.net. That's WeDeliverToYou.net. All right, Smarts, talk to America. All right, so we can ready to play cards against humanity. Al has the cards. Behind the scenes, Nas and I picked the cards that we wanted to use. We had to pick a black card. We had to pick a white card. The black card is the beginning of the statement. The white card is the end of the statement. So Al has a pair of cards. He's going to run through all the sets and he's going to tell us which ones he likes, whether he thinks it's funny or he likes it. Whichever one he picks, that person gets the point. So we're going by points. Whoever gets the most points, win. So it's one point per set that Al picks. So you ready? Ready. Like, let's go. Welcome to the jungle. We've got a huge swan that wants to... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Versus. You better lose yourself in the music. The moment you own it, you better never let it go. You only get one shot. Don't miss your chance for affirmative action. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with that affirmative action, black power thing. Dog. Let's go. You know me. That's me, dog. You knew that was blickety black smarts on that one. I like the small one. It was funny, but it, it wasn't was affirmative action. Nah, it wasn't action. affirmative action. Come on. We, we, we know this. We know that one. We know which one was going to win with that one. Uh, round two? Yes, let's go. Lucky to be alive. 
Kylie Jenner's terrifying encounter with thy anus. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, disclaimer, I'm covering up the answer before I read it, so it's shocking me too. All right, uh, the next one, verses. What's kind of sad, kind of beautiful, but always kind of funny? Putting a bookmark in your <laughs> to remind me where I left off. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the bookmark joke. Uh, <laughs> y'all wasn't going to catch me going with the Kylie Jenner joke. You feel me? <laughs> we tied up. We tied. We tied. We tied. <laughs> so that one was Nas, by the way. The bookmark. Um, this one's supposed to have two. Oh, there you go. All right. Yeah, that one got two. Round three. Round three. Warning. Swallowing an open, uncanned beer may cause getting a white girl wasted versus men like Putting the Pop-Tarts in the toaster like a self-respecting person. Mm, that's a hard one. Yeah, they both was kind of lame. They both was kind of lame. You got to yeah. do the best with what you got. You got to do the best with what you got. <laughs> What's less lame is the question. All right, let's see. Um, I don't mean to sell mine, but I think I put mine together. Like I'm going to go with... The sentence just went together. I'm going to go with the... Uh, the white girl wasted because it was it was a two double, attempts. It was two, yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right, so you get it. All right, so you up. You get another point. You up 2-1. Round four. Round four. Few remember Beethoven's lesser known symphony, old to the janky <laughs> that go clankety-clank. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, why the <laughs> go clankety-clank, though? <laughs> That's the old nipple wings, dog. <laughs> As a feminist, I cannot support a bird funeral. <laughs> yo, how did yo? I thought this clankety clank was going to top everything, son. I'm gonna have to go with the bird funeral. Okay, yo, bird funeral was for real, dog. All right, Nas is up three one. The bird is the word, oh, dog. The bird is the word. <laughs> the bird is the word. Damn. So the fi- final round. All right, final fifth and final round. Mom, mom, look at me, mom. I'm wife swapping. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Ooh. Ready or not, here comes losing custody of the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the custody of the kids. Damn, 4-1. I'm up out of here. 4 one? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what you got. 4-1. Good job, bro. You hold the belt. Thank you for flying the late night flight. Shout out to all the pilots who contribute to the fastest rising podcast. Hey, yo, what the f? This is some pilot right here. 